Hello, and welcome to this episode of We Work Europe. This time, we start our journey in the Baltics, to be more precise, in Lithuania. This country is one of many centres in Central and Eastern Europe where forwarding agencies have their base and where many people are employed as truck drivers. This sector of the economy affects our daily lives in a way that most people are barely aware of. How so? Well, almost 80% of freight transport is conducted by road. This means that four out of five of the goods you have at home wouldn't be there if there weren't people bringing them to you in trucks. And there's far more. Because of its economic importance, the transportation sector is interwoven with almost every dimension of political life. One example of this is how Ukrainian truck drivers and their families make the European economy work. This is... We Work Europe. The podcast of the European Centre for Workers' Questions. This is Igor talking to his wife Natalia and son Gleb. Ну, я уже как бы почти свое время выехал. Сейчас загружусь и буду останавливаться. Мне езды осталось еще часик. Ну, загрузку жду пока. Currently, he's more than 1,500 kilometers away from them on a German autobahn. He has been driving his truck for a few weeks already, and at this moment, he's searching for the last storage of the day, which should take him another hour to find. Then he'll rest in his cabin at some motorway service station and will continue to drive the next day. His story is the story of many truck drivers leaving their families and their homes for the job. Igor and his family are from Ukraine. And although Igor has driven for Lithuanian companies even before the war, he stayed together with his family in Ukraine. When the war broke out, they had to flee from the constant shelling to Lithuania. Now, Natalia, Gleb and his little sister live next to the second largest Lithuanian city, Kaunas. And while Natalia takes care of the children, Igor is on the road, earning money. He usually has one month of holiday between trips, but now, as the situation is more complicated... He takes a week off, and he sets off again. When Natalia describes their situation as more complicated, she is referring to their dramatic situation as refugees from the war. Now, Igor doesn't just have to provide for his family in Lithuania, but also for relatives in Ukraine. He also has parents, brothers and nephews there, 
and another nephew or niece is going to be born soon in September. We will have a new addition to our family. He helps everyone because there is no work there now. Prices are higher than here now, although salaries were lower in Ukraine. And now wages have fallen, not everyone has work. Many have moved from the hotspots to us in the center. Some businesses have closed. Therefore, it is very difficult to earn money now. He helps all the family members who need it. He has another two brothers there, and they are parents with families of their own, with children. Yes, he helps everyone. And this implies even more constant pressure on Ukrainian truck drivers such as Igor, who already had a tough job before the war began. And Igor is far from the only one. The big majority of drivers for forwarding agencies don't come from countries within the EU, but mostly from Belarus or Ukraine. And the reason for this is obvious. When they drive for companies in the EU, they earn a lot more money. In Lithuania, truck drivers can earn up to 2,300 euros net in a month, compared to a few hundred in their countries of origin. In the first place, this sounds like a lot of money, but there is more to it than just the salary. There are problems of all kinds and in different situations. Working conditions, people experience stressful situations when being away from their families. When I used to work myself, I have experienced the same thing myself, and I understand it pretty well. Because you work in a cabin and you are alone, well, it is difficult when you are constantly used to spend your time with your family, and here you are, completely alone. Also, you are in some other country with unfamiliar laws, unfamiliar people, unfamiliar language, so in that sense, you cannot express your opinion. People found themselves at a dead end. They don't know what to do next, so they called the professional union. And we try to ease that situation and we try to tell the drivers how to get out of it. This is Ginteras Chiusas. He's head of the Baltic Transport Professional Union, Solidarumas, which is a member of the ESA network. He drove trucks himself for more than 10 years, so he's aware of the situation on the road. And he has seen for himself how a dispute with an unfair employer can end. I was in litigation with the last company for about two years. Thanks to Solidar Rumors, where I applied, lawyers and attorneys helped me to win this case. And then I became the leader of the union. Now I'm protecting my colleagues. And there's more than 2,000 members who Gintaras is taking care of, most of whom are from Belarus or Ukraine, out of approximately 80,000 people listed as truck drivers for Lithuanian companies. His job is to ensure these drivers have equal working conditions to the Lithuanian drivers and to prepare them for the special challenges lying ahead of them. You see, there are a lot of drivers who obtained their driving licenses a long time ago. However, they never worked like this or they used to work in some local transport system. 
And transport system in Europe is much more advanced. Different driving and brake time. Drivers are monitored how they fulfill their duty. For example, a tachograph card is constantly scanned by the transport inspectorate. It seeks to prevent drivers from breach regulations. So the main problem isn't that people are not competent enough to drive. However, they lack knowledge on what is different in Europe. Me, myself, someone who has worked for 10 years, I can tell you that every time there used to be something new for me. Uh, I mean, I always learn something new with every trip. Not many young people want to do that job anymore, especially when there's constant pressure, unfair competition and price dumping. So, as a result, the average driver is over 50 years of age. Since 2019, there's a new European institution, the European Labour Authority in Bratislava, Slovakia. Its purpose is to secure better enforcement and control of the working conditions when it comes to cross-border work. So it's clear that the transportation sector plays a big part in the ELA's mission, says spokesperson Pia falström Mujkic. We are enhancing cooperation between relevant national authorities in the enforcement area. So this is done via concerted and joint inspections. And the aim is also there to tackle undeclared work. So a practical example of this um, enforcement cooperation is um, an action week that we held in June 2022. Uh, we are coordinated, ELA coordinated together with Roadpol, um, a joint inspection in Bulgaria, Croatia, France, Italy, Lithuania, Netherlands and, the Sp- and Spain at the same time. And we also had support from national authorities, inspectors from 13 other member states. So there were plenty of infringements that were found. And these infringements range from disrespecting resting times to humane trafficking. And there's a pattern. Drivers tend to come from countries that are further and further to the east. And with some illegal tricks, companies can save a lot of money, says Pia. There are people who are um, hired um, by companies uh, registered in one country and and they are originally from another country, a third country, very often a a country outside of the EU uh, where they come from and they start working for this company registered in country A and then this company registered in country A sends them basically to work and drive, uh, for instance, in country B which is um, potentially um, more, let's say, expensive country with a higher income level. And uh, it can happen that uh, the worker then receives the salary of the country where the company is registered, but actually is spending very significant long time um, in, in the country where the person actually does the work. And this social dumping isn't just problematic for the drivers, but also for intra-European competition. Forwarding agencies from the East drive to every country in the EU, which has dramatic consequences for German, French and Dutch competitors, for instance. They just struggle to compete with the lower prices that countries like Lithuania, Bulgaria or even Turkey can offer. Of course, at a cost for the drivers. In Igor's case, it's fortunately the other way around for him as a driver. 
However, one of the reasons why Igor's earning a decent salary is his membership of the trade union and ESA member Solidarumas. Because trade unions enable access to information for the drivers so that they know about their rights and the obligations their employers are supposed to provide. In theory, since 2020, drivers' rights and regulations have improved due to the EU legislation mobility package, which makes the rules for resting times and workplace security far more severe. Also, this regulation aims to secure fair competition between the companies, because social dumping with drivers from countries east of the EU affects fair competition with drivers from Western countries. The consequence of that is a price spiral downwards. By the way, we have added a link with all the details about the mobility package, Number one in the show notes, if you want to have a closer look at all the details. However, practically, there's just too much traffic and too little enforcement. And if you're from a country far outside the EU, and you need the money to provide for your family, you're happy you got the job in the first place. Just in Germany, a central passing point for Europe's freight traffic, There are approximately 1.5 million trucks driving on the motorways every day. Norbert Jungkunz works for the long-distance transport Pastoral Care Service in Germany. For more than 20 years, he's been going to motorway service stations to talk with the drivers and to offer a sympathetic ear to their concerns and fears. He says that despite the new mobility package and enhanced enforcement, The situation for drivers hasn't changed much, because most of the time, routes are getting longer and longer, with all the associated consequences. The rest stops is usually too expensive for the truckers. Many of them have mini-fridge, and the wife has filled at home with pre-cooked meals, milk, sausage and uh, other groceries. Others cook themselves in the truck, They have placed as a gas cooker between the drivers and the front passenger seats, over which a pot of goulash is simmering. So, are these conditions human or inhuman? For me, it's inhuman conditions. Alone to think about going to toilet every day and I have to search the place where I can go. After more than 20 years working with drivers from all over Europe and beyond, he has some demands of politicians. I demand a fairer competition and better working conditions for truck drivers. I call for a fixed cabotage price that makes price dumping and unfair competition impossible. I demand a minimum wage for all drivers in Europe that makes a good life possible all over Europe. I demand respect for these drivers who make our economy and our lives possible in the first place. This was We Work Europe, where we travelled together to Lithuania to get a closer perspective on the transportation sector and its challenges. A big thank you goes to Javita Prech from Solidarumas, who kindly organised our visit in Lithuania and worked as an interpreter. 
If you want to read the story about Igor, Gleb and Natalia, just check the reportage about the truck drivers in the ESA magazine, which you can subscribe to for free. If you have feedback or remarks about this episode, just write an email to ESA at ESA.org. This podcast was narrated by me, Rebecca Sharp, and is a production of Escucha Audio Identity. This podcast is funded by the European Union.